kind of grumpy today, dude. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Just having those dreams again. Mm. You know how it's just me in a castle. I got to fight like a thousand wizards. The only way to beat them is to punch them as hard as I can in their faces. Then when I'm done, all their little wizard wives came out, wanted me just to have sex with them. What the fuck just happened? Yay, yay! Hey everybody, this is Corey Atkinson with the Pro Wrestling Elitist Podcast. Today is Wednesday, May the 20th, 2020. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, please, if you haven't already, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. This is how we get new listeners. You can do so on Apple, Spotify, or really anywhere that you listen to podcasts. While you're at it, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Again, that's how we get more listeners. That's how we get more revenue. Revenue. What am I talking about? We are not a monetized podcast. At some point, that would be lovely, but um, we're not looking for money right now. If you want to give me money, I'll gladly take it. I am jobless. Really could use the, the, the extra bucks, but I'll leave that up to you. Anyway, we got a lot of big stories to get to. So let's get cracking. First up, World Wrestling Entertainment are about to tear about the only thing I care about in the world out of my life. They are trying, or at least threatening, to break up the Iconics. I start thinking, you know, and it makes me so angry. That's right. The greatest tag team, not just of of, of this decade not just of this century but of all fucking time the best tag team and they are threatening to take that away from me and let it be known that i don't watch wwe because the iconics haven't been on television they returned not this this previous monday but the monday before that and everything looked hunky-dory fast forward to this monday uh, apparently you can't ram your opponent into the the ring post anymore i don't know what the fuck that's about but the iconics get disqualified and billy k slaps peyton royce what the actual fuck idiot! Idiot! this is frustrating on, on a, a number of levels, what really needs to happen at this point for me to be happy is that the Iconics need to find a way to get either out of their WWE contracts, go to AEW, and, and just let everything be great. I don't really, you know, I, I, I made it sound like there's going to be another option. There is no other option. The next best option at this point is just getting rid of Vince McMahon because the man is out of touch and has no fucking idea about what's good anymore. This brings me no joy at all. I feel nothing. So this is my plea. Do not break up the Iconics. Do not fuck up a good thing. Do not take the, the joy away from not just me, but thousands and millions of wrestling fans both here in, in the States, as well as in Ireland, Scotland, England, Africa, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, all the great places, Uruguay, that's a personal favorite of mine. What up, guys? If they break up the Iconics, I will, I'm done. I am done watching WWE, which, I mean... I've been kind of done for a while. I gotta tell you, life's never been better. I don't care! There is no meaning to life anymore! 
In our next story, Combat Zone Wrestling is apparently an awful, vile, piece of shit company. This coming off of allegations that they are promoting women as softcore porn stars, or at least having a very pivotal role in making that happen. What do I mean by that? There's been a multitude of claims by many women, many uh, professional athletes that compete are had previously competed for combat zone wrestling where the 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 company that that owns combat zone wrestling made a deal with a group called stonecutter media to re-release their shows under new titles that sound like softcore porn names such as all assets revealed top heavy and tough you know the classics and to the credit of the women that are being exploited, they are not being silent about their disgust and their disdain about the situation. And frankly, they shouldn't. Frankly, CZW should never have, have made a deal like this to begin with. It's fucking disgusting. Furthermore, Lufisto, if you're not familiar with Lufisto, she is a phenomenal wrestler. She is a, a believe it or not, a Combat Zone Wrestling Hall of Famer as of, I believe, 2019. And she has been a locker room leader and really a driving force in women's wrestling for the past 20 years. She had a lot to say about the matter on her YouTube channel, we are going to play the audio for you now. It's about four minutes. I, I really encourage you to listen to all of it. Lufisto is uh, French-Canadian, so there's a little bit of an accent, but um, I, I personally find it endearing and charming, and I wish that I had a cool accent. I just got the, what you're hearing now. This is it. This is as good as it's going to get unless I start smoking like a, a fucking ton of cigarettes and get a really cool raspy voice. I guess my voice is a little raspy. I don't know. Anyway, enough babble from me. Let's go ahead and listen to Lefisto and her thoughts and her opinions and frankly, her, her condemnation of Combat Zone Wrestling. My name is Genevieve Goulet and I've been working as Lefisto for the past 25 years. I am a very proud professional wrestler. I've always defended women's right in professional wrestling, and I will do so until I die. I don't know if you guys are aware, but lately, CZW Combat Zone Wrestling has been promoting us as softcore porn actresses. I am a professional wrestler. I am not a catfighter. I'm not a sweaty girl getting involved in dirty fights. And although, yes, I am top-heavy and a very proud bottom-heavy girl, nothing gives them the right to promote me as such. That's not what I signed up for. I am a professional athlete, and I should be treated as such. So are my colleagues. When I did contact CCW about the issue, I was told that the footage was sold to a third party that wanted to promote us as such. And that CCW couldn't do anything about it. Apparently they tried, which I think is total bullshit. When I mentioned to them that it was already very hard for us to deal with the creepy messages we get, the dick pics, um, 
borderline like harassment that we get daily from people who think that professional women wrestlers are actually um, porn stars or that are available for sexual favors. They just brushed it off saying, ah, oh, guys get that too. Well, the fact that a promotion we put our trust in is actually promoting us as such is not helping. You are part of the problem. We've been trying so hard for so many years to be taken seriously. There was such an evolution when it comes to women wrestling. And you, by doing that, by allowing that and doing nothing, because I will, you have to remember, your name is on the brand. So don't give me a bullshit answer that you can't do nothing about this and that you tried. If you really cared about the women athletes who broke their back and bled for you, you would actually try a little bit harder. It's not bad enough that some of our matches end up on porn site without a consent. Now somebody we trusted with her name, images, and hope that they're going to promote good women professional wrestling is doing that is disrespectful and disgraceful. What's really sad about all this is that Combat Zone Wrestling is where I grew up as a competitor and where intergender wrestling was taken seriously. This is where I've been the first woman to enter the cage of death. It's also where I've won the CCW Iron Man Championship, the only woman who ever held CCW gold. What happened? Today, completely different? Looks like the John Zandig days are long gone. I'm very sorry I had to come up to this, but obviously my messages didn't do anything, so hopefully this video will wake up someone. To all the women wrestlers working for WSU or CCW, just be aware that they don't give a shit about you as a professional athlete as long as they can sell your ass and your tits. Just be aware of that. It is very disappointing. Hopefully this message changes things. Or not. Oh well. Thank you. As you can hear, very clear, very concise, very eloquent message from Lufisto. If you haven't watched a Lufisto match, I know she hasn't really been in any of the major promotions over the last 20 years of her career. So think WWE, think total nonstop action wrestling, Ring of Honor, places like that. I think the, the best place that I, I have happened to watch some of her matches is in Shimmer. Um, specifically, there is a match that she had against Kana. Um, as you guys might know her now, she is actually the uh, competes under the name of Asuka, who is the WWE Women's Champion on the Monday Night Raw brand. Kana and Lufisto had an incredible match. Absolutely incredible. Highly recommend you guys check that one out if you have the, the means and the ability. I'm not sure if it's on YouTube or not, but fuck it. Give it a shot. Probably is. Let's move on to our next story, which includes a, another really just awesome bit of misogyny, I guess. Um, Jim Cornette, the 
Yes, that that Jim Cornette, the the Jim Cornette who just says controversial shit to get his name in the news while he's done it again. I mean, let's pause for a second because I want to speak on Cornette before we get into the actual story. I I don't want to give Jim Cornette a platform. I don't want to give Jim Cornette any license to continue saying the things that he's saying and doing the things that he's doing because, frankly, it's fucking disgusting. He, He... parades around like he is this deity to the sport of professional wrestling when in fact he is an out of touch old man that knows literally nothing about what's going on in the sport he is irrelevant he has not been relevant truthfully since you know what i was gonna say the late 80s and and in in most people's eyes that's that's true behind the scenes you know he's been around in, in a fixture within like wwe you know up until like the late 90s where he was ousted and kept on the payroll because he's friends with jim ross jim Cornette hasn't had anything to offer the sport of professional wrestling in many many years at this point in time the fact that he has the the dedicated following that he has frankly to me is disturbing it's very trumpian it's a lot of maga red hat type of people you know or or you know the people that wear the tinfoil hats as well it's a bunch of people that just can't let go of the past and embrace the now Don't get me wrong, there are things that I am nostalgic for and things that I love, but the way that Jim Cornette goes about talking about his idea of of what professional wrestling should be and, and his ideals about people's place in professional wrestling, for me, for me, my opinion is Jim Cornette can fuck off. That being said, here's his his next 15 minutes of fame, and I'm going to do every goddamn thing I can to make sure that this is the last that he gets on this podcast. If you want to listen to his podcast, which, yes, he does have a podcast where he just spews venom for 15 hours, seemingly. Podcasts are really fucking long. Yeah, go ahead. Listen to it. Um, but we're, we're going to try not to give him the, the time of day. But Jim Cornette, he had a lot to say about Becky Lynch. If you're not familiar with Becky Lynch's situation, she's pregnant. She's leaving WWE on a maternity leave for the foreseeable future. In fact, her, her departure speech, um, not this Monday, but the prior Monday, felt a lot like a retirement speech. And it very well could be. She could be walking away from the sport. And frankly, he does does bring up a good point that she is probably the most popular athlete WWE has right now. Here's his quote. And full warning, guys, it is fucking disgusting. So let's get into it. Jim Cornette says, and I quote, all right, I'm going to try to do this my best Jim Cornette voice. Um, it, it'll, you know, I hope it doesn't offend people, but it probably will. Here we go. You can't always be on top of the wrestling business in a $1 million a year sport or more, but you can't have a baby. What is she? Can she be 30? Lynch is 33. Well, she's still got many more years before the easy bake oven gets shut off. She can have all those problems like a descended stomach and stretch marks and hemorrhoids and hormone problems and mood swings and all the other joys of motherhood later on when she ain't making a million fucking dollars a year. Oh my God, that is hard. That is, that is hard to read. There's more. Hold on. <coughs> I'm going to sip my water because his voice is not fun to do. Hold on. Oh, that's the good stuff. All right. Here's some more. 
She's got plenty of time left. What would you do if your wife came home and said, instead of making a million goddamn dollars next year, I'm gonna basically just be a raging bitch for the next nine months and then give you more shit to worry about around the house. Yeah, these are, these are these are things that he said. There's more. I'm gonna stop because again, it 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 hurts. It hurts my voice. I'm kind of a wimp. I am gonna punch a hole through your face. Anyway, that's Jim Cornette for you. Here's a fun fact. Um, just to piss him off, I, I I highly doubt he'll ever listen to this. And if he does, hi Jim. Um, in in TNA, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, Jim Cornette was brought in to help book the product. You know, write the storylines, guide the direction of the company, thing things of that nature. The thing that we always forget is that TNA had Vince Russo prior to Jim Cornette. So Vince Russo was the first pick for Total Nonstop Action Wrestling to, to brand and run their product. And then when Jim left because Jim always leaves because Jim's an asshole and no one wants to fucking work with him. They brought back Vince Russo, the dumbest fucking man in wrestling. If you're not familiar with Vince Russo, do yourself a favor and get the free trial of the WWE Network. Watch the dying days of WCW. You will see the idiocy in full display of what Vince Russo is. Now, Jim Cornette, the man who has constantly shit on Vince Russo, and I'm not even, I'm not arguing any of that because Vince Russo, again, complete dumbass, fucking moron. TNA, a company that was pissing and, and bleeding money and spending it left and right on stupid shit. Dude, Jim, you couldn't even hang on there. All right, that's the end of my rant. Let's move on. Oh boy, this is a not fun episode. But we got to talk about it. The 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 news, the the latest news, the breaking news around Shad Gaspard. So, unfortunately, you know, this this story is is really hard to talk about. If you're not familiar with who Shad Gaspard is, he is uh one half of a tag team in uh, WWE back in the aughts, I want to say maybe 2006-ish. They were called Crime Time. It was uh, Shad and his partner, JTG, and they were a really good tag team. They never really had the opportunity to take it to the next level because of politics and racism and all the other stupid shit that happens within the the structure and the, the system of, of WWE. But Shad went on to do some really cool things, including being a screenwriter and an actor after his his tenure in WWE was over, he also spent some time doing the occasional indie wrestling date with JTG that kept Crime Time alive, which was really cool. Here are some of the details of the story. Um, th this is from TMZ and TMZ.com. Uh, TMZ reports that um, Gaspard and his son were among a group of swimmers that were caught in a strong rip current. Gaspard 
when um, the the Baywatch lifeguards swam out to rescue him and his son, Gaspard asked that his 10-year-old son be rescued first. His son was assisted by the lifeguards, but Gaspard was not seen after being hit by another big rip current wave. Gaspard hasn't been found yet. The search, with the exception of one boat, at this point has been called off. Um, Everybody at this point... um, Fearing the worst. Uh, uh, this is uh, obviously really hard news. This is very, I don't know, it, it, it it's emotional in the sense that, by all accounts, he was a great guy. In, in 2016, fucking the guy stopped a armed robbery at a gas station. Disarmed the dude and held him until the police arrived. There isn't a person that I've come across since the news was announced that has even a a, a bad word to say about the guy. Just very well loved. You know, a lot of different people are are starting to do their uh, eulogizing of Shad. I'm I'm not ready to do that yet. I'm I'm still maybe foolishly holding out hope that something that there's something that happens, some 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 miracle. Not that I'm a religious man, but that there's something that happens that can I don't know defy the odds, especially just for the fact that this dude is a genuine hero. For now, thoughts go out to the family. Send them your strength any way that you can. They are understandably asking for some privacy during this incredibly hard time. Just absolutely terrible stuff. Uh, In the meantime, I'm going to go in the back office and cry and cry and cry and drink for a while. Next up, let's get into some AEW news. The Young Bucks memoir has been pushed back to November the 17th, likely due to complications of the COVID-19 pandemic. TH2 were all over the latest edition of the Road to Double or Nothing series. Hopefully that means that they'll be at Double or Nothing. Um, They do have a new catchphrase. I, I really dig it. It is, when it comes to talent, there are many. When it comes to the best, there are few. But when you talk about the greatest, then there's only TH2. Love that shit. I really hope that the TH2 team of Angelico and Jack Evans gets a chance to shine here sooner rather than later. They are incredibly talented as far as being able to produce just jaw-dropping moments in the ring. And both guys can talk. Evident by their promo on the Road 2 series. So hopefully this means a fresh start for TH2. Hopefully this means that they get an opportunity to challenge for the tag titles in the near future. And hopefully that means that they get a chance to to win the tag titles. We'll see. I'm so excited. Feel my nips. On Monday, AEW announced AEW Heels, which is a new community for women that love wrestling. However, I feel like it should be noted that the promotional video hyping up this new initiative is a foot fetishist's dream. The internet is an awful place where terrible people jerk off to images of other people's feet for reasons that that I will never get. But women's feet were all over the video. That was a very brave choice by Brandy Rhodes. Probably not thinking about it. Maybe she did. Who knows? But, oi. I'm gonna go find some classy, sophisticated people who can hold their booze, who don't talk about their bleached assholes, and who aren't obsessed with poop. Let's move on to AEW Dynamite. This is dropping on Wednesday, so by the time that you listen to this, hopefully you'll have an opportunity to listen to this prior to Dynamite airing at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So, what do we got on deck? For the first time ever, Arn Anderson, the Enforcer, will go face to face with Jake the Snake Roberts. 
This is obviously ahead of the TNT Championship Tournament Finals that'll take place at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view on Saturday between Cody Rhodes and Lance Archer. Arn Anderson representing Cody and Jake Roberts representing Lance Archer, the, the Murderhawk Monster. I'm really looking forward to them having uh, whatever their, their interaction is going to be. Arn Anderson, Jake Roberts, historically some of the best talkers in the business. Obviously, neither one of them are, are wrestling anymore, but their ability to, to get this match over and, and really hype up the importance of this new title, it's going to be incredible television to watch. Speaking of incredible television to watch, Orange Cassidy is going to take on Phoenix. That match will be a lot of fun. Orange Cassidy is a solid hand when he's actually working and not being a human sloth. Phoenix is maybe the most entertaining wrestler on the planet right now. Later in the show, we'll have MJF, Maxwell, Jacob, Friedman taking on Marco Stunt, Mr. Fun Size. Um, this obviously is going to be a match that MJF will, will likely dominate ahead of his match with Marco's partner, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, at Double or Nothing. On the last Dynamite, Sammy Guevara and the Inner Circle destroyed Vanguard 1, the, the drone companion for Matt Hardy. Broken Matt Hardy is coming for revenge and Sammy Guevara's blood. Matt Hardy has been very entertaining on Twitter since this happened, so I expect that we're going to see Sammy Guevara get his ass kicked and this will be the lead-in to what will be an exciting match at double or nothing and the stadium stampede match that'll be happening at the pay-per-view finally we have the aew men's world champion and john moxley taking on preston vance better known as 10 of the dark order this will be a situation where the exalted one mr brody lee has the aew championship held captive and in his mind, possession is nine-tenths of the game, which means Moxley needs to get his belt back. He either gets it back here, or he has to try to beat Brody Lee at double or nothing to get it back there. But let it be known that Moxley will almost assuredly destroy Preston Vance, aka 10, in short fashion. That's all we know about Dynamite right now. Let's take a look ahead here to this Saturday, the 23rd, the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. In the buy-in, the kickoff show, we have best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent taking on Private Party. MJF will take on Jungle Boy. The AEW World Women's Champion Nyla Rose takes on Hikaru Shida in a no-disqualification match. The Elite will take on the Inner Circle in a stadium stampede match. Mike Tyson will present the TNT Championship to the winner of the Lance Archer-Cody Rhodes match, the final of that tournament. In a casino ladder match for a future championship opportunity, we have Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, Darby Allin, Colt Cabana, Luchasaurus, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, and a mystery man... <clears throat> Drew Gulak. I mean, I hope it's Drew Gulak. It better be Drew fucking Gulak. 
Um, the, the, the rules of the match have just recently been announced. It sounds like it's going to be more of like a Royal Rumble meets Money in the Bank where two men will start and then every 90 seconds, I believe it was, a new competitor will enter the match. There's an opportunity for these men to win the match by, by getting the, I believe it's a casino poker chip that'll be suspended above the ring. If they can climb the ladder and get that before other people enter the match, they've won the match. So it's kind of almost in, in, in the sense of a, a reverse battle royal. You want to have an earlier entry to have a better opportunity to, to have less people coming after you for the MacGuffin, the, the poker chip. But yeah, I'm really excited for that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And especially if Drew Gulak makes his AEW surprise AEW debut even better. And then finally, in the main event, the AEW Championship, the, the Men's World Championship, will be on the line. John Moxley will take on Mr. Brody Lee. That'll do it for us this week. My name is Corey Atkinson. You can get a hold of me on Twitter and Instagram at Corey A. Atkinson. Drop into my DMs, or you can get a hold of us at the podcast at PWELitus on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, drop us a message anytime to our email box, which is PWELitus at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for taking the time to listen to this, this new version of the show. We're going to see how this goes. Feedback is paramount right now. Please, if you have any feedback on what you heard today, send it along. This is how the show gets better and gets tailored to what you want it to be. Until next time, stay safe and take care. Later, dudes. S you and your A's. Don't wear a C and J all over your B's.